Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hampton. This is my co-host, Cooper Neal. What's up, what's up, Coop? How you doing, my guy? As always, surviving and thriving. How are you? I'm good, man. I love to hear that. We have so much we're going to get into today, including going through every single team in the AP Top 25 of this week in college football. We're also going to get into the NBA Top 100 players going into this upcoming season. But first, Coop, we had a wild week two of NFL football. Where do you want to start, man? Man, let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Joe Flacco, turning back the clock. Y'all are all probably sitting there like, Joe Flacco, this man's on a tear. <laughs> first win is a jet, dog. Like He yeah. was 0-6 going into it. He hasn't done shit since the Ravens left. I still don't think they're going to do anything, but shout out Joe Flacco getting his first win as a Jet. That it, locker room was electric, man. Exactly. And, I mean, it's one of those things that he's literally number three in NFL right now in the passing yards, mm. which honestly is a tad weird. He's thrown it 103 times in the first two weeks. But, hey, that's a win for the Jets that you're not expecting. Absolutely. I mean, you're down by 13 with two minutes. And we'll hit the – Cleveland side of this yes, on the back end. There is a side of that. For there sure. is a side of it. But, um, I mean, you're down 13 with two minutes. Mm-hmm. No timeouts. You have a 66-yard touchdown to Corey Davis, and then you get the onside kick, and then you have a drive. You hit 15-yard touchdown to Garrett Wilson, who's awesome, by the way. Yes. I mean, can't do it if Joe Flacco doesn't hit him. So, like, I mean, Mm-mm. great win for them. Uh, Probably one you weren't expecting, not having your boy Zach Wilson, but uh, good win for the Jets. Absolutely, man. Do you have that quarterback list in front of you for yardage? Just to show you how crazy the first two weeks of the NFL season has been, these are the passing leaders after week two. So, Tua Tagovailoa at 739 at number one. <laughs> Carson Wentz at 650 at number two, and then Joe Flacco at 616. Josh Allen at 614 at four, and Justin Herbert at 613 at five. So it's pretty. The top three is exactly what we expected. Carson Wentz in there as well. Yeah, exactly. Tua, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) and Joe Flacco. Wild, Wild. man. Absolutely wild. The the guys have been performing. Mahomes, and then they haven't had to throw the ball in an inordinate amount of time, especially the Bills last night. I mean, my God. I'm going to go ahead and get into my Tennessee Titans so we can just get over (laughs) with. Um, I am a Titans fan. I'm claiming the Dolphins for the rest of the year. I mean, my God. 0-2. Jacksonville is leading the division. and They just got their ass whipped 41-7. The Buffalo Bills won last night. Stephon Diggs made every single Titans player his child in that game. Yes, he did. Like, my God. 12 receptions on 14 targets, 148 yards. Jesus. Yeah, also, uh, I know Malik Willis didn't look great, but I think uh, Ryan Tannehill needs to be uh, sitting. Oh, they were having that conversation on the sideline. They were having that conversation on the sideline. Thank God Malik Willis came in in garbage time, showing that they're uh, at least able to be thinking about that. And, of course, Taylor Lewan gets hurt yet again. Uh, He can't stay on the field. After I was shocked that we even scored that first touchdown when it's seven seven, I was hanging on for dear life. Thank God I had some editing to do, and I looked up and I saw the score. I said, "Well, I'm glad I turned it off." Yeah, I was taking a quiz, but I will admit I watched a lot of that game because I needed Dawson Knox to catch some catch some points, but he, he, didn't, is. he yeah. didn't do much. Tough but seed, man. the other thing that, and I know we don't have to talk too long about it, but thirteen of twenty five. 1.9 yards per average for Derrick Henry. That that scares me. He doesn't look like the same back, man. He On that goal, goal line play, that touchdown he had, he looked like – I mean, he fell forward for two yards like he yeah. normally does. But, like, as far as, like, the explosiveness, it's not there, man. The size and physicality is obviously there with how big Derrick Henry is, but the explosiveness to me is not. Yeah, and obviously, like – 
that a lot of that comes from the fact that nobody's scared of Traylon Burks yet. Nobody's no. scared of Robert Woods coming off this injury. Exactly. Nobody's scared of them. So every team's just going to stack eight in the box and tell you, throw, throw it. it. Beat us, Tannehill, and Literally, you can't. And you can't. I mean, Tannehill stats, 11 for 20, 117 yards and two interceptions. Right. Like, it wasn't good. And Not obviously, Malik Willis didn't look much better when he came in. But, I mean, the game was over at that point, so it didn't really matter. But, like – it's just the offense is so bad, and I mean, obviously, I don't want to harp on it, but like, they showed a stat. I don't remember what point of the game it was. It had to be within the third quarter, but they literally Stephon Diggs had twelve catches for like a hundred whatever yards, and the entire Tennessee Titans team had ten catches for a hundred yards. Exactly. And you're like, one wide receiver on another team is beating this wide receiver core. So, we were talking last week about Aaron Rodgers needing to be the team that go gets OBJ. Your Tennessee Titans might be the yes. might be needing Absolutely. to sit how, see how much he wants. I don't think anything can save them with with the Packers. I think OBJ can definitely help because you have Aaron Rodgers. They're going to be in it regardless with a Rod. Titans. I don't see it. Yeah. I don't, they may not make the playoffs. I, I hate to say that so much. Let's move to a bright spot now. <laughs> the talk of the town today. Everyone knows the Miami Dolphins coming back in the Baltimore Ravens down thirty five fourteen going into the fourth quarter. And Tua had a day, man. Six touchdowns. Tyreek Hill had 190 yards. Jalen Waddle had 175 plus yards. Where do you even start with this Dolphins team, man? Are they for real? Are they are the Miami Dolphins serious Super Bowl contenders in your eyes? I wouldn't say serious Super Bowl contenders. Um, 470 yards and six touchdowns is kind of ridiculous, but I mean, he tied Marino's record, man. It's crazy. Did he really? Yeah. Um, this is kind of wild. Um. Just because, I mean, Baltimore's defense is usually talked about as a pretty decent defense. Maybe not like – Oh, I guarantee uh, Ray Lewis was at practice today. <laughs> I guarantee Ed Reed and them showed up. Yeah. They had something to say. How embarrassing was that for the Ravens? You know, if you used to play for them and you – how good their defense was, that was their identity. Yeah. And now it's the farthest thing from it. Yeah, I know. And then it's the other thing of – I don't remember how much you were up by. Let me look real quick before I say uh, Up by three touchdowns. Bro. Yeah. I mean, they scored 28 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, it's literally... And it's Tyreek Hill. There were two bombs to him. Exactly. And then, like, Waddle, I mean, I watched the last touchdown because it finally flipped on. I don't have a uh, game day pass or whatever, so I'm just watching whatever comes on regular TV. I got to send you my link. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I t- I, it, it came on, and I just see him, like, Tua runs up the thing and then just throws it right to Jalen Waddle. I'm like... Golly, what is this? Are they just trying to like see if they can just come back? And of course, obviously they didn't. But you throw away an incredible Lamar day. Like exactly. I don't want to take away. Like yes, the Dolphins were awesome, but Lamar was also awesome. I mean, twenty-one of twenty-nine, three hundred eighteen yards, three touchdowns, nine carries for one hundred nineteen yards and a touchdown. Yes, he was awesome. And you lose. You literally wasted an MVP caliber game. Mm-hmm. And that that I think that's what offends me more obviously Miami you put up points and then the week before you shut down New England New England which, yeah. which I mean yeah. I can shut down New England yeah. but like <laughs> shout out Mac Jones <laughs> shout out Mac Jones yeah. but yeah do we we're not going to talk about it. we do we have to talk no about it? Okay, no we do not have to talk about the Steelers game I've yeah. ever seen sorry if you're a Steelers or Patriots fan but you feel the same as we do so yeah, exactly you had to sit through that bullshit <laughs> But, yeah, man, the Dolphins, in my eyes, are actual Super Bowl contenders. Problem is the AFC, man. You have teams like the Buffalo Bills. You have teams like the Kansas City Chiefs. It's really, really deep in the AFC. I think the Dolphins are for real, though, man. Yeah. I think the Ravens are, too. The Ravens are right there, in my eyes. If I'm looking at a Baltimore perspective, Lamar Jackson had 318 passing yards, ran for 119 rushing yards, had four total TDs. He's still 
the front runner in the MVP conversation like you predicted, man. So it was Lamar Jackson was there for it. They just, you know, petered off in anyway. the fourth quarter, man. Yeah. And hey, Bills at Dolphins week three. A little God. preview. We're not gonna talk about it yet. You yeah. gotta come back for that one. But yes. just God, just a wait. little sneak peek for you on this. First of it. Oh my yeah. God. I cannot wait, man. I cannot wait. Let's move to the AFC South again. Jacksonville, the most shocking I don't know if score it's of the entire weekend. 24 to nothing on the Colts? Colts are dog shit. They dog. are dog. I didn't think they were that dog. I mean, we're tying with the Texans. All right. <laughs> but still, I thought they'd have at least bounced back. You have the best running back in the entire league, and you get shut out. And he's not even having a bad year. If I, I'm going to look back at it before I say it. Yeah, he's number three in rushing yards right now at 215. Mm-hmm. So he's not playing bad. It's Matt Ryan. Yeah. Uh, and this is obviously we're gonna. I'm gonna go back a little bit. Ever since Andrew Luck, this quarterback room has been a disaster, and yes. I think you can agree to that. Philip Rivers, he he got him to the playoffs, but it wasn't obviously he was the best choice. That he they've was only had there, yeah, one year yeah, or yeah. two years maybe. Yeah. Um, obviously you had Jacoby Brissett for a few runs. We ain't even got a touch on that. Carson Wentz did not look very good, and now Carson Wentz is number two in the passing yards right now. Obviously, I'm not saying Carson Wentz is going to be that elite like he was. Shout out Jahan Dotson. Yeah, I picked him up this week. You best believe good that. Good shit, bro. Uh, good. But, like, Carson Wentz was an MVP candidate before he left the Eagles and everything, and injuries plagued his thing. But, like, I'm not going to take away from how good he was, but when he went to the Colts, he was not very good. Mm-hmm. Injury or Turnovers galore. Um, I don't know what's going on. In Indianapolis, and I'm obviously not going to take away from the Jags because I think the Jags, Jags, are pretty freaky right now, mm. um, and I think they're on to something. But the Colts, they need to figure something out because I don't know what's going on in Indianapolis right now. I don't either, man. I think Jacksonville can actually win that division. Trevor Lawrence is playing like the number one pick. Finally, they spent all this money in the off season, and it's kind of paying off. Travis Etienne has been balling, got him back from an injury last year, so. Doug Peterson's got a rocket in Jacksonville. I know they're just, you know, one and one, yeah. but still, they can win that division. That <laughs> division is division. horrible. Yeah. They're leading it right now because mm-hmm. uh, I think Colts are 0 1 and 1, Texans are 0 1 and 1, and then the Titans are rounding the bottom at 0 and 2. But you missed the my favorite player on this Christian team. Right Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. Two tutties, man. He played, Two, white. He played great, man. He was in a lineup, too. You know, I had Christian yeah, Kirk. <laughs> I know you did. I love it. <laughs> but no, Trevor Lawrence is already looking like he's that year one. He struggled a little bit, had probably more interceptions than he's probably thrown in his life. Mm-hmm. And I think I think he's, he's, he's taking that year two leap. So I'm going to be paying attention to them to see if he can continue to progress the way I think he's progressing. Absolutely. And I'm not comparing Trevor Lawrence to Peyton Manning at all. It's not what I'm doing. But Peyton did throw a ton of interceptions his rookie year on a horrible Indianapolis team. So it's been done where you can have a mass amount of interceptions and still have a fantastic career. And I think Trevor Lawrence – Falls in that category. Hopefully, Jacksonville can continue to uh, put weapons around him, man. Exactly. Let's move to uh, another sad story in the Carolina Panthers losing to the Giants. Giants are 2-0, and man. <laughs> Giants are 2-0. and This is real life. First time in six years. Love it. First love time it. in six years. Happy for Giants fans, man. Do they pay Danny Dimes? No. Hell no. All right, we're good. We're, <laughs> that's all we got to say. Dayball's ha- – I, I love it for Dayball. Dayball's good. Uh, I think that was an incredible hire, and I hated to see it coming to the division – that I'm no longer a part of. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, Baker didn't have a bad game. I mean, obviously, 145 yards, you're not winning very many games with that, but no no turnovers. McCaffrey had 102 yards rushing. Yeah. I mean, you had two fumbles from Chuba Hubbard on a kickoff. What? And Robbie Anderson fumbled. But, I mean. 
What is the problem in Carolina, in your opinion? Is it Baker? Is it Matt Rule? What is it? Uh, as much as it pains me to say, I, I think it kind of falls on Matt Rule. I hate that because I do love Matt Rule and I am rooting for Matt Rule. But this this is a decent team. Like you put this on paper, and I'm not going to talk about quarterback position just yet. But McCaffrey, one of the top. 10, we'll at least say top 10. I'm not going to get outrageous with it, but he's 1,000% in the top 10. DJ Moore's a good wide receiver. Robbie Anderson's a good wide receiver. Yeah. You have playmakers. It's not a lack of playmakers. It's And they can't score the ball. They can't score. They cannot score. So I think it does kind of rely – I think some blame has to go to Baker, but he's better than Sam Darnold, and Sam Darnold started out 3-0 last year. Yeah, and I don't think he Baker has been horrific. No. He had a bad first half against Cleveland. He led them back, damn near won that game. Yep. And Baker was not terrible against the Giants. I just – I'm not willing to put it on him, so if I have to put it on somebody, I'm putting it on Matt Rule. Yep. And I thought when they hired him it would work because of what he did at Baylor, because of what he did at Temple before that – but then this is just another classic example of college coaches not being able to make that leap into the NFL, unfortunately. Exactly. And, I mean, as much as it pains me to say, I think this game's kind of one team had two turnovers, the other team had none, um, which is wild to say about a Daniel Jones-led New York Giants team. But, I mean, if you look at the stats for Daniel Jones, they're about the same as Baker, yet he won the ball game. So it's not a lack of – I don't think it's a lack of weapons. I think, like you just said, it kind of has to fall on the guy that's calling the shots. And I hate it for Matt Rule. Honestly, please come back to college because you were an awesome college coach. I mean, he literally took Temple from a – I guarantee you most people don't even pay attention to Temple football. I pay attention this week, but we'll get to that when we hit college. (laughs) But nobody paid attention to them. He took them and was pretty damn good with them. And then he came to Baylor, and obviously Baylor still continued his success with Dave Aranda, which is a good hire. But Mm – Matt Rule just cannot figure it out at Carolina. I agree, and I'm going to go into somebody else that unfortunately can't figure it out. Jameis Winston and the New Orleans Saints lost the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday as Cooper slides under his seat after his incredible MVP pick last week. I'll let you tell the story. Oh, I'm doubling down. I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> I was about to, I was about to <laughs> jump out this window. I'm playing, like, you I'm, playing. Said he's, I'm playing. I'm I playing. almost did last week, and then he threw three interceptions in the fourth quarter. And I still think – all right, I'm going to start with this. I was going to start with Jameis, but I'm going to start with this. There was a fight in this game. There's so – okay, there's so much to unpack. There's a lot to unpack with this game. Let's get it. Um, but I'm going to start with the New Orleans Saints do not have somebody specific that they had last year, and I think that nobody is talking about that as much as they should be. Sean Payton was a massive reason why Jameis looked the way he looked last year. Absolutely. Was, before the injury, 15 touchdowns to two interceptions. He's already broken the interception uh, thing in just one game right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I'm not going to – a lot of people are going to put all the blame on Jameis Winston, but I'm, I won't fully do that. I think this game was a won and lost due to emotions. And, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly believe that because as soon as the emotions got out of hand, nine plays, four turnovers for the Saints, it, emotion. That was an emotional football game. It was literally the most boring football game. It was 3-3. Three to three. But Sean Payton has a lot to do with this. You should not. And, I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're playing the greatest defense in the NFL. And you pick a defense, the greatest defense of all time. You have, obviously – Alvin Kamara did not play, but Mark Ingram still a serviceable running back. You have Mark Ingram, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, and you score ten points. That's that. That's horrible. That is horrible. 
and obviously, I, I mean, I can't blame it all on Sean Payton just retiring, but like that that team needs to figure out how to use their weapons because that's pitiful. Um, but I, Jameis throwing the three interceptions did hurt. It blew the game wide open for the Bucks. But I I hate to be the atypical blaming on the quarterback, but I am because I, I I turned my eyes to Tampa Bay. He had Mike Evans. He had Chris Godwin. He had Ronald Jones there, and it's just. He had that incredible same defense Tom yeah. Brady had when he walked in and won a Super Bowl. I'm, I wasn't expecting Jameis to do anything like that, but everyone's saying that he had changed, and I just – he had training wheels on last year, man, and this is this is time you're standing alone. You don't have a coach who's going to baby you, and I, I get he had a good record last year, but it was a small sample size. It wasn't yeah. even half a season he played last year, and this is – Jameis Winston he's gonna have great games and he's gonna have games like this and he's gonna turn the ball over and Devin White said it the best we knew that he would give us the ball because he did 30 times whenever he played for us so it's just is what it is with Jameis Winston I truly wish him the best but he's not the guy in New Orleans in my opinion yeah, probably, but I'm still gonna I'm hold out hope. Future. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Now, yeah. No, is. right now he he's gonna be the guy. I, I'm still holding out hope because even you just notice that. I mean, they look deflated. I mean, literally, it happened, and then I'm still sitting there watching it because I'm like, all right, come on, just just let it go, let it go, just keep going, keep playing. Then he the first interception it was an overthrow, but the dude stopped, and he was supposed to keep going to the corner, so he threw it to the corner where he thought the receiver was going, and then obviously the safety makes a diving catch, and I was like. All right, perfect. That's yeah. minus two, because um, I he still he, I still started him in fantasy, which I was told not to, but I, I did it anyways. Because my team is Mister Studio Crab Legs, so I can't not start Jameis. Yeah, bro. Um, I, I lived and learned on that one. But then be changing the, your team name after this week. No, I'm still keeping him. He's still in the starting lineup. Uh, Who's your backup? You don't want to know. Tell me. It's Baker Mayfield. Okay. So I didn't get a quarterback until the last two rounds of this draft. Yeah, I remember you telling me this because now. like. The run on quarterbacks started in the I bet first your round. Your weapons are insane now. Oh yeah, no. If I mean, literally, Aaron Jones almost won me the game this week. Good. Because like, but I still lost. Because What's your Jalen record? Hurts one is awesome. one right now? No, I'm zero and two. Okay. Because Jalen Hurts beat me. I was up by twenty something, and Jalen Hurts was oh, insane. Man. Yeah. But it is what it is. But Mark Ingram fumbling on the goal line that you can't do that. Yeah. I mean, we talked about that last week with the Broncos. You can't do that. That's seven points. Chris Olave had a seventy-five yard touchdown pass, and I will blame that one on Jameis. He overthrew him to the point where I'm shocked he caught the ball. He was running naked. I mean, mm-hmm. closest defender was seven yards, running naked. Mm-hmm. And he overthrew him so to the point where he was stumbling when he caught it. But you got to hold on the ball, fall right. to the ground. So, obviously, there's blame to go around there. But, like, if you put that in stride, that's 70-yard touchdown, and you're right back in the game. But this game, this game was definitely a disappointing one for me. But I don't think I'm fully out on Jameis yet, but I am kind of fully out on that Saints uh, – coaching staff right now because you shouldn't have 10 points with the weapons you have two years from now do you think Jameis Winston will be the quarterback of the Saints just two years man I think so um and the reason I say no the reason I say that is because the Saints will win enough games to where I don't think they're high enough to get a good quarterback in the draft so like unless you go out and sign somebody which I mean you could go get Jimmy G that that'd be a perfect type quarterback for that type of win now type of team yeah Um, next year thing. yeah on a one-year deal so yeah exactly so like i can see it but would you rather have jimmy garoppolo or Jameis winston (laughs) i'd rather have Jameis. i'd rather have jimmy like as much as that as i know you're making fun of me for that but as much i'm not i'm not like Jameis is at least gonna throw the ball down the field like 
Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw a play action pass 15 yards down the field, and then his receiver or tight end is going to do the rest and run 60 yards. I like, think Jimmy Garoppolo, the Saints, is honestly a perfect fit. Two shallow receivers and Jarvis and Michael Thomas, and then you have an explosive back and Alvin Kamara. Yeah. I think it's a perfect fit. No, I could see that fit being really well, but I, I mean, I'm going to ride with my boy Jameis just because I set a blasphemous thing, so I got to kind of ride with it a little bit. Okay, how far does it go for you to jump off that bandwagon? I mean, if Tom Brady comes to town and says, I'm going to play for the New Orleans Saints, I'm going to jump no, off no, no, the Jameis I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like – If he has another game where he throws four interceptions, I might be like, all right, he's not okay, he's not a quality that, quarterback anymore. But, I mean, it's one of those things where like everybody was kind of out on Marcus Mariota, and we can get to that game in a second. Everybody was kind of out on Mariota, and he's playing – he's serviceable right now. He's a bridge, he he's a bridge gap to Desmond Ritter. Um, he is. But there's no, there's, no gap, like, there's no player behind Jameis sitting there like a Desmond Ritter with Marcus Mariota. That's why I'm thinking – Jameis is a quality quarterback. It's just the they know after last year they're not going to Ian Book, man. No, they're, they're not going. They're not doing that. But it's do, it's one of those things where he's seeing ghosts and he's got to he's got to figure out how to just like when it starts spiraling on him, he's got to understand how to get out of that. And exactly. that's what I think Sean Payton was good for because if you notice, I said two interceptions. Mm-hmm. That means he didn't. They didn't start backing up on each other. And so it's one of those things where Sean Payton was a good enough coach to get him out of his head and be like, hey, it's one. Move on. I think right. that's Jameis' biggest problem is he can't move on. And so he just keeps trying to force it and force it and force it. And obviously the one, the pick six that blew the game open, he was staring at the dude the whole time. The safety was just sitting there like, appreciate it. Exactly. Money. So, like, I don't know. It was a tough one. Uh, but I, I'm a put it off as rivalry game. Got a little too emotional, and he, it cost him on this one. So I'm going to see what he looks like next year. But he does have two years left on his contract, so he's obviously going to be there at least one more year after this year. So maybe in two years, which I know I said he's still the Saints quarterback, but he probably won't be. Okay. I'll die on that sword. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you next week about that one. Um, the Rams, as you mentioned, they did beat the Falcons 31-27. Falcons played extremely well in this game. It came down to a Jalen Ramsey interception. Um, Cooper Cup is Cooper Cup, man. He My he dog. got 13 catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. It was uh, – it was a crazy, crazy game for sure. Yeah, the Rams tried to do what the Ravens did with the Dolphins. I mean, giving up 17 in the fourth quarter. Um, but punt, the punt thing kind of blew this one open. They had the punt block for a touchdown. So, like, I think the Falcons are going to sneak up on a few teams this year. But I, I, I'm still looking for more from the Rams. I don't know about you. I was just about to bring that up, man. They don't look like the Rams of last year at all. And they don't. Matt, I know Matt Stafford said his elbow was fine. He has not looked just dominant yet. And obviously, I know there's a lot of people on one side of the Matt Stafford thing where they were like, yeah, he put up a lot of empty stats on bad Detroit teams. And then the people who were like, no, he's a good quarterback. He just needed a team around him. You saw that with the Super Bowl. There's two fields. And I'm on that side. He just won a Super Bowl. Like, he's a great quarterback. Exactly. But the. The This is not looking great. is real. I think it's real. real. Just to uh, mention real quick. So, Trey Lance is now out for the year. He suffered a season-ending ankle injury in the first quarter of that game. They moved to Jimmy G. They won 27-7 to against their division foe in the Seahawks. Any mentions on this? Oh, uh, the 49ers will be – they're going to be better. They're going to be better. They're going to they're going to win games and they're going to get to the playoffs because Jimmy G is their quarterback. I hate – like, I'm not – that's not me hating on Trey Lance. He was not ready. He could not hit open receivers. Jimmy Garoppolo is at least going to run the offense. He knows this offense like the back of his hand. It's a win now team that now just inserted their win. Win now quarterback, quarterback. exactly. Yes. I they, think they went to Trey Lance a little too early, anyways. I mean, you had the dude on a one year deal, like 
Yeah, I'd come use on. Them. Just use them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now Trey Lance has all this pressure going into next year, too, coming off a major injury to perform because, I mean, God, they traded so many picks. Picks for that. Yeah, to get up and get him. So yeah. let's talk about your Dallas Cowboys, man. Cooper Rush, 2-0 and as a starter. I have a lot to say about this game. I'll let you start because I really don't have much to say. I was mad that they won. (laughs) So, Cowboys fans were in my comments about me saying that they're not going to win more than seven games, and they were uh, all big time talking about this. And, like, my thing was with this game, it wasn't about the Cowboys, in my opinion. It was more about the Bengals because Joe Burrow, two years ago, is getting carted off the field from an ACL injury. They spend all this money, rightfully so, this entire offseason after making a Super Bowl run. And the offensive line looks like that. Six sacks. I get Micah Parsons is like that right now. But Bengals, like really? You can't protect this franchise guy, one of the best quarterbacks in the league? I don't get it. That's honestly, I I know everybody's, (laughs) I mean, did you see the Michael Irving take on Cooper Rush? No. You didn't see it? God. We're watching it after we get done with this. But he literally compared him to Tom Brady. So you you already know Stephen A. Smith was on the floor like, no, stop it. Yeah. Uh, But – Honestly, my biggest issue with this game. So I'm obviously I'm watching this whole game. Why are you now all of a sudden realizing that your offensive line is not good? And by that I'm meaning Dak Prescott had to sit back there and wait for these dig routes, 15 yard dig routes to develop, and his offensive line was so bad that he was getting hit every time. Cooper Rush was getting little four yard passes. Mm-hmm. Where was that for my 100 million dollar quarterback? Exactly. You try like I I understand. You're doing it more now because you don't trust the quarterback either. I'm sorry. I want to protect my quarterback, so get the ball out of his hands quicker. And they did a great job with that last year in the first game of the year against the Bucks. And then this year I was like, what are we doing? Um, but this year they were like, all right, we're going to protect Cooper Rush. We're going to throw it quick. I'm like, if you did that last week, you probably win too because mm-hmm. your defense was awesome. Defense is awesome. Cowboys will win seven games solely on the fact that they have a guy named Micah Parsons. He's an animal. Um, I so thought, glad I said him. I thought the seven the games thing was a safe number last week, and now I'm not going to cap. It's week two, and I'm starting to sweat <laughs> it. So it's because of number 11, man. I wouldn't. I mean, let's be honest. Cooper Rush had a few throws that he should have had interceptions on. And I know, like, I'm a Cowboys fan. But I'm just looking at the Eagles. I think they lose to them twice. Oh they God. at least split with the Giants. We played the Giants and this Washington, week. Washington, I could see it splitting as well. I agree. Carson Wentz is playing. Two and four. That's probably, that's probably about right. Because mm-hmm. they didn't put Dak on IR. Mm-hmm. So that means they're thinking he can come back in four weeks mm-hmm. or within four weeks. Don't rush him back. Right. Like I, I know it. I know it's not what normal fans would say. Do not rush a quarterback who had has had multiple injuries over the last few years. Where gruesome ankle injury. And rush him back to this team. It, thank you. Be different. If it was last year's team. Their version of team that was Super Bowl contenders was last year, in my opinion. And like it's one of those things where like. Cooper Rush has won two games now. You have a serviceable enough backup. Do not rush Dak back. Because at the end of the day, the worst thing that you can do is do it. I'm sorry to do this to you, but do what Tennessee Titans did to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has not looked the same since they brought him back. Yeah, I I told my dad on on Sunday, I was like, these are these 30-carry games catching up to him. Yeah. And it's also like, that's that's his throwing hand thumb. If that thing's not fully healed, he's not going to be able to grip a football. Yeah. Drew Brees had the same injury not too long ago, and they instead of waiting the full six to eight weeks, they brought him back in five weeks to make the playoff push, and he could not throw the ball 15 yards. Yeah, exactly. Because that ball is big. you got to be able to grip it, and yeah. your thumb has a lot to do with that. So 
I'm glad they won. Shout out to Cowboys. The Bengals have serious issues on their offensive line. Trayvon Diggs made Jamar Chase's little son, which was awesome. But I mean, it, I, this was a mad thing to me. I was I was mad that they won because I was like, please get a good draft pick so I don't have to watch these bums try to block defenders again. But obviously, the Cowboys have different plans. Mr. Jerry Jones has to win football games, so they found a way to do it. When Brett Maher kicked that field goal, I was I, I thought he missed it. I was like, there's no way. Is Micah Parsons a defensive player of the year? Yes. And anybody he's one of the best defensive players in the league right now. And that's not even a blasphemous statement. No, not at I all. I mean, there's literally people sitting here saying, Stop using him as this multi tool player, just line him up defensive end and just let him rest the passer every time. That's what's crazy about him. He can be an all pro defensive end, he could be an all pro linebacker. He literally is unstoppable wherever you put him on the field. He's out there guarding running backs and wide receivers in the passing mm-hmm. game. I mean, he only did that like three or four times, but like the rest of the time he's blitzing the quarterback. And he's taking double teams. He can do it power rushing. He can do it finesse. He's awesome. I, I agree. You uh, you liked what you see from Noah Brown, man. Dude, Noah Brown. Shout out Ohio State Buckeye. The Ohio State Buckeye. Ohio State. Shout out Gus Johnson. We love Buckeyes. Gus Johnson here at the Hampton Sports Podcast. Yeah, we do uh, love Gus Johnson. We also love uh, Tony Dungy. Well, that didn't take long. <laughs> that didn't take long. We're referring to Clemson. What was that? Clemson-Ohio State game? I think so. Yeah, I believe so. A couple years back. Anyways, them two are electric. <laughs> Detroit Lions, man. The Detroit Lions. My boy, Amon Ross St. Brown, continues to go off. He tied a team record. Ended up with nine catches, 116 yards, and two tutties. Detroit Lions may have the most explosive offense in that division, man. Dude, I low-key might be getting like a DeAndre Swift jersey. Like, this team's fun. And also – Reminds I, me of the Pistons going into next exactly. year. Exactly. Happy for Detroit, man. Hard Knocks team is coming out. Guns are blazing. They scored 35 points. Yeah, 35 – oh, 36 in this game. They scored scored over 30 points in their both their first two yeah, games. Yeah. I think it was 38 uh, last week. Yeah. Was it? Mm-hmm. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, he showed the hell He up. showed out. Uh, I'm going to – a little, I want to play a little game with you real quick. Let's do it. All right. I don't know if you've heard the story yet. So they had they had an offensive line injury. They brought up a guy who's been a journeyman all his career. His name's Dan Skipper. I know where he played football because I remember him playing for this team vividly. Vividly. Isn't he an O-lineman? He's an offensive lineman. You remember where O-linemen play vividly. When I tell you who Don't this dude is, when I, no, when I, I'm dead ass. Oh, okay. When I tell you who this, like where he played, you're gonna know why and where he played okay. vividly. But this dude has jumped around, been cut from numerous teams, including my Dallas Cowboys. He's a ginormous human being. If I remember correctly, he's like six seven, three hundred something pounds. But he played guard and he was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he got shouted out and got to go talk on the podium. Uh, it was a super heartfelt story. But what college? Dan Skipper. Is it Arkansas? It's Arkansas. Let's go. I think. I think. Um, All right, so it's that guy then. Yes, okay. he's a mammoth of a human being, and I, I just shout out the Lions. I know I, it from the movie, I believe. The movie. I think he. Or, he maybe it was somebody else. Oh, I have no clue about the movie. I just know maybe Dan Skipper. He's fun. I just remember a movie see. about an O lineman from Arkansas. He's six nine, three hundred thirty. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Oh, he's a massive human being. I remember him playing at Arkansas because every time you'd watch an Arkansas game, they'd be like, "Man, Dan Skipper ain't letting nobody get past him." And I'd be like, "Yeah, it's because he's a freight train out there. He's huge. He is massive." But uh, shout out to Lions. I'm glad they beat the Commanders. They don't even know how to pick a name. So <laughs> the final game. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the final game we're going to get into, like, at nauseum, we're, we're going to touch on the two other ones, but that late Sunday kickoff, the last one to finish in that Sunday afternoon one, Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals yeah. were down 20 to nothing on the Las Vegas Raiders. 
Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray. Let him back. Those two two point conversions are the absolute craziest conversions I've ever seen in my life. The 22nd scramble around, find his way in the end zone, and then the one to tie it where he was just sitting back directing traffic, somehow fit it down the middle. God, Kyler Murray's absolutely electric. And Derek Carr played better than he did last week, but it was not enough. And my God, the Cardinals, I don't think they're a great team, but this was a great win, man. Yeah. Did you think after the Raiders traded for Devontae Adams, they start the year out 0-2? I'm not terribly surprised, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, Las Vegas had this game. Like, yeah, what are you did. doing? Uh, yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray was out there playing backyard football. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Y'all couldn't stop him. He, he, he lost Christian Kirk in free agency. DeAndre Hopkins is obviously out. out. And, like, he still finds a way to yeah. win. He's throwing to Greg Dortch. I don't know where he went to school, so I won't do that. I've never heard that name until, like, this moment. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Shout out Kyler Murray, man. Most electric player in the entire league. Him and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he was awesome. And, honestly, the game wouldn't even had to come down to Hunter Renfro fumbling twice in a row. Uh, if Marquise Brown comes down with that ball on fourth exactly, down, yes. they literally – and you literally saw Cliff Kingsbury literally go, catch the ball. Because, yeah. I mean, he had it, and then he was showboating. That fourth and – yeah, that fourth and one uh, – what was it? Like fourth it was like fourth and, and one yeah, or fourth and two fourth. or something like that. And he went for it all. Kyler had him open. He just – that was a hell of a play by that defensive uh, back. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, way late him. I think it was Deron Harmon, if I remember correctly, because yeah. he, made, he made a few good plays on that final drive. But shout-out Isaiah Simmons. Yeah, shout-out uh, him. Dude, you're right about uh, Hunter Renfro, man, because he fumbled like two plays before it, and then that final one was just horrible. I – Whenever the dude ran it back, right when he, I thought he it, threw it I, out. I thought he did too. I thought he threw it out, I and I was like, too. "You, you ding dong!" Yeah, <laughs> you literally just actually- <laughs> gifted the game away. Exactly. I was like, "What are you doing?" But it looked like he barely crossed the line yeah, before. He did. So shout out to Byron Murphy. Hell of an ending, man. It was hell. That's a ending. fun game, and that's that, honestly there was a few of those games where they were just like. Obviously, we talked about the Jets and Brown. We talked about the Dolphins, Ravens. This game, those I mean, three comebacks: awesome. the Cardinals, Raiders, the Dolphins, the Ravens, and the Jets. Browns because the Jets were down by 13 with like a minute and a half left. Too. Yeah, it was just it was what a Sunday, man. Yeah, and it was not because of the Denver Broncos beating the Houston Texans. Let me put it that way: the Broncos have absolutely no identity with who and what they want to be right now. They're in a worse spot than the Raiders, and it's not even close. I agree. Uh, they're not. I mean, Russell Wilson, 14 of 31 for 219 yards and an interception. That's probably the lowest uh, percentage. He's ever had in his 56%, career. Fifty six percent, man. Like, I remember a Russ that looked like Kyler Murray. Like, I'm obviously I'm not going to compare the two because one's like way faster than the other one. But like, I remember him looking crazy like that. Like, mm-hmm. he would always know where people were going to be, but he just does not have that connection yet. And I, if I remember reading correctly, when it came across the bottom of the screen, Jerry Judy went down with an injury in this game. Did we get anything back on that? I don't know. I haven't heard, but my my thing of looking at the stat sheet is why is Russell Wilson throwing the ball 31 times when you have Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon in the backfield? Like, I get the let Russ cook thing. Like, I made that rant, but with those two backs, man, I'm talking about let Russ cook late down the stretch when it's fourth and five and you're going to attempt a 64-yard field goal. And and, and strategy, uh, give the ball to Javante Williams, who's a speedster. Melvin Gordon is a journeyman, an absolute still electrifying back. I just don't understand what the Broncos are doing. Yeah, Nathaniel Hackett clearly never watched for us at Seattle no, because they won by running the football. Their running game was always insane. Yes. Chris Carson was always one of the best backs in the league. Before that, Marshawn yeah. Lynch. I mean, they always killed it with the running game, despite the fact that they have never had an offensive line for us. Um, but yeah. Pastor Tana and Jerry Judy are both day to day, according to Nathaniel Hackett. But okay. Nathaniel Hackett. 
feel like Jerry Judy can't stay healthy, dog. No, he can't. Him or Cortland Sutton, both. Cortland Sutton. It's one of the two every year. Yeah. Or both. (laughs) But hopefully he'll be all right. But, yeah, they need to find an identity. I'm with you. Run the ball and then let the play-action passes come off of it. Because, I mean, you have – you have gr- really good wide receivers and a decent tight end who's athletic and Aquabonem. I'm sorry if I butchered that, but I know his name's Alberto and he came from Missouri. Um, but that play action game would be awesome because mm-hmm. you have obviously if Jerry Judy comes back healthy, Cortland Sutton on the other side. I mean KJ Hamler who was really fast at Penn State if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. and then you got a really big tight end who's fast. I mean. That play action game would be awesome. Absolutely, but you got to get a run game established, and they're mm. not doing it Mm-mm. at all. They're literally sitting. I mean, this is the Texans, Jack. This is a team that people literally Davis were, Mills. They were saying they were going to be the team that was going to go zero and seventeen, and they're not going to go zero and seventeen because the Colts Shout suck more out than the Colts, them. Man. <laughs> the Colts suck more than them. But you should not be winning this game sixteen to nine at home. That's pitiful. How many games did the Denver Broncos win? I don't even know what their schedule is, but I'm going to say like seven and ten or eight and nine. What are you thinking? I feel the same way. Seven or eight, man. Yeah, I'm interested to see what their schedule is now. They got to play the 49ers and the Raiders. That's going to be a that's going to be a game right there. Broncos Raiders. <laughs> I don't even know what that's going to look like, but yeah, somebody got to win in that division. Somebody got to win. win. Uh, let's move to our final game that we're going to talk about since we talked about the Titans Monday night game already. The other Monday night game was the Eagles and Vikings. Jalen Hurts lit it up, man. Shout out the Eagles. Are the Eagles Super Bowl contenders? I mean, I picked them to be in the Super Bowl. So I, this, just, this is the one take I had that worked out last week. I so, you so, uh, so. That Monday night was pretty good for me. Yeah, the, the Eagles are good. Obviously, the first game we were both sitting there saying we, we need more from their defense. You got it. Uh, Justin Jefferson – made the Packers defense look like cheese. And then this year or this week, Darius Slay turned him back into a pumpkin because mm-hmm. he did nothing but get multiple interceptions when he was guarding Justin Jefferson. Um and obviously Jalen Hurts beat my fantasy team. And now I'm on two, but that's You think this the point. is the same old Vikings? Yeah. It's Kirk Cousins dog. I'm sorry. I'm not that way. I think Justin Jefferson elevates them. I, I don't care. Like I know it's same Kirk Cousins. I think Justin Jefferson is that good of a wide receiver to elevate them into not the same old shit. I think they compete for that division still. No, I got the Packers. Uh, we I, I think the it, Packers win it, but I think the Vikings can still compete for the division. Yeah, they can. My biggest issue with this team right now is Dalvin Cook has six carries. Six. I'm sorry. You know what we just said about the Broncos? Let the let the run game. And Alexander Madison won me a shit ton of games last year too. Like two he carries. Could get back. Yeah. They had a total of eleven carries on this team, and two of those came from Kirk Cousins on scrambles. That that bugs me because yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, Dalvin Cook's awesome. I understand if they're wanting to not kill his workload coming off injuries and stuff like that. This is also a team where you have really cool weapons. You get them in play action play where the corner maybe sneaks in a little bit, gets a step in to protect the run. And then they're behind them. I don't understand. Like, why is my one of my best players on this team and Dalvin Cook getting six carries? Obviously, I understand you were down, but at the beginning of the game, you have no excuse, mm-hmm. no excuse. And obviously, he was running at two point eight yards per carry, so that's obviously not great either. But Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Irv Smith. They can only do so much. You got to help them out some way, and a run game helps the receivers. Do, who is more likely? To go seventeen and zero, because I was thinking about the Eagles, but I'm not gonna 
put them in here because I'm not there on it. But who is more likely to go 17 and 0? The Kansas City Chiefs or the Buffalo Bills? Bills. Um, and the reason I say that is because Josh Allen got taken out of this game halfway through the third quarter. Um, but what's funny is they put up a stat before their punter finally came in the game. They hadn't punted in a football game in the last six games, including playoffs. That's wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, because that literally means you're either coming away with points or you're obviously turning the ball over. But the Bills are freaky. I'm going to go the Bills as well for a different reason, though, just because the AFC West, man, I think they're a hell of a lot more likely in the AFC East to go 17-0. and And Vaughn Miller's my defensive player of the year pick, man, and I'm sticking to it. I The Bills, Jesus. they they If they don't make the Super Bowl this year, you can talk about, you know, one of the – <laughs> chokiest franchises yeah. ever because this Shout is their Kelly. year. This is the Bills' year to win yeah. the Super Bowl. It's going to come down to them and the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, in my opinion, can they climb that mountain? That is the question going into the playoffs. Josh Allen would say they could have last year if he got a chance in overtime, but he didn't. So yeah. um, That's where Von Miller comes into play, I man. Think, I think so, too. I, I just think this might that's the most complete team, in my opinion, right now. I don't think – obviously, there's a lot of football that can happen in 17 weeks. So, it's really hard to go 17-0. But if there was a team to do it, it's this Buffalo Bills team. Because the Chiefs looked like humans last week against the Chargers, who were obviously a good football team. Um, they looked that's like That's the humans. third best team in the conference, in my opinion, oh, the Chargers. The Chargers. Bills, Chiefs, Chargers, man. And then the Dolphins are probably right there with them. Yep, uh, four. Just because Tua has weapons And Ravens now. are five. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I mean, look at that top five, man. Those it's are awesome. five Super Bowl contenders. Playoff, playoffs in the AFC is season. always an interesting playoffs. Now, Crazy. finding the other two teams is going to be interesting. I think Jacksonville might be the – which is funny. I don't know. If they win that division. Don't I think they can. And, like, what's funny is I don't remember where I heard it from, but somebody was saying a stat like the uh, last four or five years, the team that lost, like, was dead last in the division, wins the division the next year. Who's going to do it this year? I think it was a Vernon Show's skit they did, and I think yeah. it was Roser who posed the question. I think they all picked Jacksonville. They were all like, that's the worst division. Like, that's the easiest one to do it in. Because they were, they were thinking the Cowboys might be a little bit better. So yeah. And the Eagles weren't last in that division. It was the – I think maybe the Commanders, maybe the Giants, and they were like, there's yeah, no way they the win Giants. it. Um, so the Jaguars had opportunity. They have the opportunity to do it. Mm-hmm. They're really young. They do have a veteran coach, a Super Bowl head coach. Mm-hmm. Can they keep going? I think they can. I, I think that team can actually be a 10-win team. Just you think on- the Jaguars can be a 10-win team? Absolutely. You get to play the bum-ass Titans two times? Sorry, I was you done. I almost wore my AJ Are Brown jersey today just to Are kind of like rub it in about what you could have had, but I didn't. I refrained. I will do it one day. Like when he has like a two hundred yard day with against somebody, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna but I'm walking to my closet and grabbing a Dak jersey when he gets hurt for an eighth time. Damn, how was <laughs> damn? Can we get back to the Jags, man? Can they? Yeah, win no, games? the Jack dude, you get. Two games against the Texans, two games against the Colts, and two games against the Titans. That's six right there, and they already at one, so that's seven. But still, they're not winning. They're six not. Division. They're not going. Obviously, yeah, they're not going to go seven six, or six not, and zero. Oh. I don't think they can win ten games now. They can make the playoffs. They can win the division. Ten games. You heard I, here they're first. Not winning go ten place games. the bets. So you're trusting Trevor Lawrence to just that interception thing is just completely gone now. Trevor Lawrence. I think he was plays awesome. better with Christian Kirk. I'm there yeah. with you. Travis Etienne helps, but ten games the Jags, got my, man. Like they haven't even utilized Evan Ingram yet, and that's a tight end that's way better than they had last year. Um, Etienne hadn't really gotten fully going yet because they're still kind of working him back in. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson's a great coach. He yeah. made Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz, an MVP candidate. 
granted, he got hurt, and then Nick Fo- he took Nick Falls to the Super Bowl. You're telling me Trevor Lawrence ain't these than real Nick time Falls realizations ain't- are absolutely oh I know, but you're telling me you're telling me just you going take, down the list. You wouldn't take Trevor Lawrence over uh, Nick Foles and uh, Carson Wentz because those two those two quarterbacks made it to a Super Bowl. I'm not saying Super Bowl, but I'm saying I take they my can left win hand over Carson Wentz. Damn. I don't care if he is second. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he's second in yards right now yeah. is ridiculous. But I mean, the Jacks literally get to play like some of the easiest teams in the league. And the thing is, like, I haven't watched any. I've watched zero seconds of Commanders football. Sorry, Commanders fans. It's funny to say Commanders fans. But, yeah, I haven't watched any of your team. So, on that note, we're going to wrap this NFL segment. On the other side, we are going through every top 25 team, overrated or underrated for them. Also, get into the NBA top 100 after these words. What's up, y'all? We just hit 50,000 subscribers, so you know what that means. Another merch drop. I got my favorite piece on right here from the drop, but we also got hoodies and sweatshirts in all colors and sizes. So, y'all make sure to tap that link in my bio, and let's get to 100K. Football fans, what's good? Every Monday at 6 o'clock, I will now be live streaming to talk about what happened the previous weekend. And this is a completely interactive show. Y'all be sure to comment, and we're going to talk about what you want to talk about, your favorite team, your favorite player. So y'all make sure to tap in every Monday at 6 o'clock, and let's talk some football. Grizzlies fans, what's up? Every Thursday at 11 a.m., me and Coop's Grizz Talk premieres, and we talk about every jaw dropper, every Desmond Bain three, and every Jaron Jackson block. So y'all be sure to tune in weekly to never miss a beat on your Memphis Grizzlies. Go Grizz. Let's get it. Welcome back to the HSP. Coop, it's college football time, baby. To play overrated or underrated with these top 25 teams. Not much movement, man, but... uh. I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts. Oh, I do. I do. Not on the top seven because the top seven stay the same. But once you hit eight, I do have some things to well, say. Well, let's just start there, man, because we, we cover the top seven. It's the same. Georgia at one, Alabama two, Ohio State three. Their foe, Michigan at four, Clemson State at five, Oklahoma State at six, and USC, after their win against Fresno State, stayed at number seven. Number eight, however, is 3-0 Kentucky. How do you feel about it? It's bullshit. Overall, how, did they, how did they jump Oklahoma State? Like, explain that to me. How has Oklahoma State been bad when they literally beat a team 70-3, to but Kentucky throwing three interceptions against Youngstown State means they get to move up to number eight? They did not look sharp against Youngstown. Because Will Levis is not good. Okay, now. He's not. That dude turns it over more than Jameis Winston. I think he's good for the first half of the year and the second half. I feel like their team's always Well, that's, that's always off. Mark Stoops. Is yeah. it Mark? It's yeah. Mark, right? I think it's Mark Stoops. It's either Mark or Bob. I don't remember know. which one. It may be Bob. I don't know. Bob <laughs> <sounds> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Kentucky's, Kentucky's a basketball school. But the fact yeah. that they jumped Oklahoma State when Oklahoma State's literally won their games, 63-7, to 34-17 against Arizona State, and 58-44. to I mean, obviously that game's not very good. But mm-hmm. Kentucky, what has Kentucky done? I think it's the same old Kentucky team. They had a hot start last year. They're going to peter off this year, in my opinion. Yeah, next week. So, Oklahoma not State, Saturday, you feel, should be number eight? Uh, yeah, I just feel Oklahoma – like, if you're are not going to move the top seven, don't Are we still move. on the same page with Clemson and Oklahoma? I feel like they should still be – not. actually, not Oklahoma. Oklahoma looked damn good this week. I, I'm kind of sold on Oklahoma. I think Clemson should be nine or ten, in my opinion. Clemson's got a tough test this week. they got to play Wake Forest, and obviously we'll hit all that in our preview session. But uh, – yeah, USC I think should be above them. I'm not. I'm, I'm still ready to see USC get tested. Um, Everybody picked Fresno State to cover, man. They did. Did I pick Fresno State? Do you remember? I did. 
Yeah, I didn't pick them in my. So I remember I was I had a little bit to drink. I had sent you a video about us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember opening that? Well, oh, I do. It was Bro, funny. Me and me and AJ Pittman were out on Mavericks patio, dude. And I like SC had scored another touchdown. Caleb Williams running down the sideline, no helmet, and I'm just blurting out, "I'm sold, man. I'm sold." Yeah, no, I I, I did open that up and laughed a little bit last night, uh, <laughs> but. I, th- I picked Fresno State here, and then I, when me and my dad were picking, I was like, USC's going to drum them. What am yeah. I doing? So uh, I think USC should be above Clemson. I think Oklahoma should be above Clemson. I'm not I'm not sure if USC's better than me to – better than Ohio, Oklahoma to me, though. Mm-hmm. I think Oklahoma – obviously, they played Nebraska. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. – Nebraska looks like they were about to play with them the first – I don't know if you watched that game, but that first drive, Nebraska literally went down like eight plays – Four for four completion, like three uh, run plays for 10 yards each, and they threw a touchdown. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, Nebraska's playing. Let's go. Nebraska. They're covering. Let's go. No and then, shot. No shot. That game was over. Blake the- Gabriel looks good, man. Yeah. He looks healthy. Dylan Gabriel looks awesome. Or Dylan Gabriel, Him and- excuse me. No, nah, you good. Him and Jeff Levy back together looks just awesome. just fucking up people's first names. <laughs> it, is. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, and then, uh, of course, Eric Gray. Memphis boy, Lausanne kid, and yeah, he went to Lausanne. I right? like Jabari at Tennessee better. But I like Jabari at Tennessee better. I don't. They, why are they not using him as much? I know we're skipping ahead to Tennessee, but he, the right kid's good too. But, but like, like we just, I think we trust Hendon Hooker more than anybody, especially Cedric Tillman out there. Jalen Hyatt just played unbelievably, even though it was Akron. But yeah, but I was sitting like the week one against Ball State, and obviously it's Ball State. But Jabari got like all the carries, and then. Next week, I was like, where's Jabari? Yeah. It's like he's only getting goal line carries. I'm like, I don't know if 5'10", Jabari Small is your power back, yeah. goal line back, but if that's how you want to use him, I will use him. But it is what it is, man. We love Jabari. We went to school with Jabari, yeah, by the way. Out, so Shout out Jabari Small, man. Uh, so you think Oklahoma State over Kentucky right now? I, I can get on that, man. I'm not sold on Kentucky. Yeah. I think USC above Clemson. You don't feel that way? I I, think- I'm, no, I'm with USC above Clemson. I just don't know if I'm USC above Oklahoma. I, I'm going to as far as say this, USC will make the college football playoff. <laughs> no. Is that comedic to you? Yes. There's not going to be a Pac-12 team in the college football playoff. Caleb Williams is like that. He's. I think they go 13-0 and and win that conference. So you're telling me a 13-0 and team. Cincinnati did this in the American. Here you go. I have Pac-12 above that. USC will be 13-0 and and make the college football playoff. You ready for their trap game? Because we're going to get into some people that had trap games this week here soon. Their trap game is going to be – I'm not going to say this week. I think Oregon State's a good team, but they're going to beat Oregon State. They're going to beat Arizona State without Herm Edwards. They have Washington State, and then they have to go on the road to Utah the very next week. They're going to be looking ahead to Utah because Washington State is Washington State. But Washington State went on the road and beat Wisconsin, if I remember correctly. I don't remember if it was the road game or home game. But Washington State upset Wisconsin earlier in the year. They have a dude named Cameron Ward – He's a transfer from Incarnate Word. Word, thank you, sorry, Cameron Ward from Incarnate Word. Um, he's 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 playing pretty well. Uh, they're at three and zero right now, so I think that's going to be an interesting game. But I think that could be a trap game for them because they're going to look ahead to a road game against Utah, who's obviously going to be highly ranked. They're going to have struggles. I think that could be potentially one of them. I'm scared of Utah too, but. I'm I'm that sold on USC, and my belief is if they go 13 and 0, you can't keep that team out of the college football playoff. No, but because they gotta, they Ohio gotta go State or Michigan, the teams at three and four right now, play one of them other. is going to lose because they, they play, play each other. other. I have USC there. Do you think they can go 13 and 0? Who do you think they trip up? Washington State. 
I think I mean you got to play Washington State. You still got to play uh, Oregon State, who's not a pushover. They're at three and zero right now. Uh, Arizona State's a pushover. Utah's not a pushover. I know they're two and one, but they're not a pushover. Um, Utah is the one I'm most concerned about, even though they did lose to Florida. Cam Rising's like that, man. Yeah, and obviously I'm not going to put too much stock in California's win over Notre Dame. Or no, they didn't win. They they barely lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they played Notre Dame pretty well. You still got to play Notre Dame, so maybe by the last week of the season, Notre Dame can figure something out. UCLA. I don't know if that's still a rivalry anymore. USC fans, comment in the chat if it is. Um, but, I mean, they they still have teams to play. There's always going to be that game at Arkansas uh, where you slip up and you don't play very well. And it takes a team that is disciplined enough to win those games. So, like, I got to see them get challenged before I can easily say they're 13-0 college football playoff team. And, obviously, we're in week four. So, like, that's obviously a wild thing to be thinking about. But, like, there haven't, there, been a, there haven't been a Pac-12 team like go 13-0 and in like years I'm since there. Marcus Mariota was at Oregon. The first college football playoff ever was the last time I remember. Uh, no, Washington. Washington had that one season where they got they, drubbed by Alabama. So, like, I'm the Pac-12 there. just sucks when they're in the playoffs. They're, like, worse than watching the Big 12 play in the playoffs. I just, I'm Sorry, a, Big 12 I'm a believer. Fan. I mean, it's not like Jackson Dart's there anymore. Praise God. Caleb Williams is there. Lincoln Riley's there. Yeah, and I think they, I think they, they, that hire is awesome. Them hiring Lincoln Riley is awesome. Caleb Williams is an awesome quarterback. Right. I just, I just haven't seen a Pac-12 team go thirteen and zero yet, so I'm not going to say they're going thirteen and zero until I see them have to play somebody who's actually a good football team. Okay, let's flip the script on you. At number ten, we have Arkansas. A team that you said would beat Alabama in the SEC yeah. West. A Bobby Petrino revenge game was almost so. <laughs> Missouri State damn near beat Arkansas last week. How you feeling about Arkansas? It was a trap game. I'm telling you right now. Think about it. Okay. No. no there's nothing no, trap about no. Missouri State, Look, bro. Yes, there is I, nothing trap about Missouri State. For most teams, Missouri State is not a trap team. But Bobby Petrino was the coach at Arkansas, so there was a little bit something there for Missouri State. And they came in and played. Arkansas has to go on the road to Texas A&M this week, and then they go home to play Alabama, then on the road to Mississippi State, then at BYU, then at Auburn, then home against Liberty, then home against LSU, at or home against Ole Miss. They were looking ahead. They it were like, sounds like a ton of losses in Alabama. Oh, it does. It division. sounds like a really tough schedule. And Arkansas, Arkansas's entire schedule was tough. But I think they just sat there and they said, look, we have beat Cincinnati, who's a good football team. We beat South Carolina, who's an SEC football team. Is this Why leading are we, to where I think it's leading? What? Do you, are you still picking them to win the SEC? Yes. You are drunk as shit. Alabama has no wide receivers. They damn near lost to Missouri State. Because they were looking ahead. They're sitting there, they're saying. Did you we, see KJ Jefferson in that game? Did you yes, see that? It, I understand. But that's what I was just saying about USC. USC is going to have this trap game that Arkansas just had. Yeah, but USC doesn't go to have to play Alabama or Texas A&M no, or Ole and, Miss and or I Mississippi State. And I understand that. But I definitely think Arkansas was sitting there saying, we're playing Missouri State. We've already played two good teams. we got to focus on Texas A&M next week. Let's not let's not exert our, too much energy on ourselves. Let's focus on Texas A&M. Let's just get out of this game with a win like we know we're going to, and let's move on. And they almost got they almost got caught. I didn't know they were going to do it. I thought they were going to lose for the longest time, man. Uh, I mean, I definitely turned that game on and made sure they didn't lose because <laughs> I was sitting there watching. I was like, God, he, he posted TikTok the day I say Arkansas is winning. But – I'm I'm not gonna overreact too much because at the end of the day, Bobby Petrino. To be fair though, I had no expectation that Arkansas was gonna struggle with Missouri no, State. I thought it was a perfect day. They, they were 26 point favors. They should not have even 
been this game. And the final score is a little deceiving anyways because 38-27 to 27 makes it look like they kind of handled them, but they didn't. They they literally – it took a, the the entire game for them to get back into this game. But you saw they came out really sluggish, and I solely think Should that they means, have dropped out of the top ten? No. No. Because I'm sorry, the teams – who's the teams behind them? Yeah, hell no. That team at 11 should not have jumped them. <laughs> Let's talk about my Tennessee <laughs> Volunteers at 11. Covering a 49-and-a-half point spread over the Akron Zips. I Hennon could go Hooker start it. looks like that guy. Jalen Hyatt shows up as a valid number two right there. And my God, Cedric Tillman, still Cedric Tillman. Hopefully he's okay. But um, Hennon Hooker and the Tennessee Vols, they look good going into the Florida week. College game day's there uh, this week. I don't know if you heard that. I heard that. I don't know if they're going to the Ole Miss-Tulsa game since you were hyping that up. But Tennessee, they're 10.5 point favorites over the Florida Gators this year. Hopefully they can end that streak of losing to them 16 of the last 17 years. I feel good, you know, after the pit game, I was really concerned. But now after beating the shit out of the Akron Zips, man, I'm feeling I'm feeling fly again. Name a position, any position on the Akron football team. A position? Yeah, just name a, any position. Quarterback. I could start for Akron today. <laughs> I haven't played football since seventh grade. Name another position. Let's just keep going. You know what? I want to go through Ole Miss's. I want to go through Ole Miss's first four games. Okay, I want to go through their first four games. We started with Troy, correct? Yeah, who almost beat Appalachian State, who had game day. Oh, did you not hear that game day was at Boone, North Carolina, to watch? They were Uh, not there for Troy. Yes, they were. What about Central Arkansas? Was college game day anywhere near? No. But we took care of business. Same way y'all just did with Akron. What about Georgia Tech? Uh, That's a Power Five school that we just beat forty-two to nothing. In Tulsa this week. Number one passing team in the nation right now at 419 yards per game. you're talking about Tennessee playing when they went up to Pitt and won two weeks ago. And you barely beat a hobble. We Tech last week. And we won 42 to nothing. Okay, we won our game. What's not impressive about that? We covered our spread against Pitt. What's not impressive about that? I didn't say it wasn't impressive. I'm saying that you can – Asking, I'm not say comparing Ole Miss I could play Tennessee quarterback yet. at Central Arkansas. I could play quarterback at Troy and Tulsa and possibly Georgia Tech. I'm telling you, triple options not walking through that door from Georgia Tech. They're still trying to recover, man. Oh, I know that. But what I'm saying is beating Akron is not what I'm holding. I'm not holding my hat on us beating Central Arkansas. Now, us beating Georgia Tech on the I'm road. I'm not holding my hat beat. on us beating Akron. I'm just saying I feel better playing after the pit. Did you not feel better playing in Florida when you watched Anthony Richardson literally throw the ball in the dirt 40 times again? No, because I've watched Florida be ass before, and then we go in and get our shit rocked like we have the last 17 years. It's at years. Tennessee, right? Yeah, it's in Checkered. Knoxville. Yeah, checkered. Ten See, and a half I heard that. Me. I didn't know the game day was coming, but I did hear that y'all were checkering it out for the Florida game. I'm, I'm excited for it, but <laughs> when you're a double-digit favorite, I'm scared of shit, Are to be really? honest. Yes. Ten and a half no. point favorites. Last time I checked, yeah, I was yesterday. I'm not taking Florida because Florida's already screwed me this year, but ten and a half's a lot. It is too much. I don't think they cover that. But no, I mean Tennessee's where they need to be. Uh, I th- honestly, they're that? better. What they're better that? than what Kentucky. You that? heard me, and Tennessee I'm not. Pe- I'm not repeating it. So you were arguing about 15 last week. Then we went through that the eight teams behind our ten teams behind them, and well, there's a few teams behind them today that shouldn't even be in the top 15. So uh, I completely agree. But I, I think they're there's better a few than teams that like should be way below 16 as well. But th- that's just my opinion. NC State's at number 12, overrated or underrated? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, why is NC State still here, man? Didn't they struggle with uh, East Carolina yeah, week man. one? Yeah. And, like, I feel like they're number 12 in every AP top 25 
to ever exist, including last year, and they're not good. Well, they'll win this week. I watched week. them go to Mississippi State and lose last year. They're playing UConn this week, so they'll win, but and they got Clemson. Leary has been there for like 18 years, bro. It's like Sean I, Clifford. I'm not going to say too much on them, but the fact that people were coming into the season saying this was the going to be the team to beat in the ACC. Like, they were saying this is the team that could potentially beat Clemson. ACC looks bad this year. I don't. I, I won't go that far. I think the ACC has better teams this year, and so it's making like they're because I, I think like, Florida I like State's last on the come up. Pittsburgh was better than any team in the ACC. Right? Yeah. Well, Pitts, I think Pittsburgh's, and I'm not going to say they're a bad team. They're still top twenty four. Or but uh, Pittsburgh's down this year, losing Jordan Addison and losing Kenny Pickett. That's yeah. that's hard I just to think, come back like, from. Kenny Pickett and that team last year is better than Clemson this year. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. And but like, I mean, you got one, two, three. Four or five ACC teams in the top twenty-five. That's not yeah. bad. I just think I just think they're going to start beating each other, and it's going to turn into a what the Pac-12 always turns into. They always beat each other, so nobody can get in the playoffs. Yeah, but well, I, I just th- don't. Not this year because SC is making it. But yeah, it's a good comparison. <laughs> but no, I don't know why NC State's that high. Yeah, they, I think they shouldn't be that high for sure. But they got to play Clemson in We've two been weeks. Lacking so. at playing this game, by the way. Yeah, no, sorry. We'll start saying <laughs> we overrated. overrated. No, it's been me, man. It's no, been you're me. good. I, I think they're overrated a little bit. I, I think, think the four teams behind them are also overrated. I think Tennessee, Tennessee's properly rated. Utah, uh, I think they're overrated at 13. I'm sorry. Why is there a two and one team in the top? There's two two and one teams in the top. 15. 15. Yeah, I get Oregon beat the shit out of uh, BYU, BYU but, but you also got the shit beat out of you by Georgia. I'll tell which, you what that Oregon-Georgia, or the Oregon-BYU game told me, was that how good is Georgia, man? Oregon puts up that many points on BYU, and they put up three on Georgia. I would have not, I would have picked Oregon if I had known that they had like a 20-game home win streak. Like I didn't know that. I don't know if you knew that. Eugene's electric. Yeah, I didn't know that. I no um, and so I picked BYU, and then when BYU got... Thumped. I was like sitting there, like you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. But um, Oregon shouldn't. No. <laughs> this yeah, should have been I'm the week there. that they jumped back into the top I'm twenty-five. There. But what about Penn State at fourteen? Overrated or no, underrated? You beat Auburn. Auburn is ass cheeks. Uh, this might be the worst terrible. Auburn seen Auburn team I've ever seen in my life. I'm dead serious. Like, I agree. How are you top four? Like you're fourteen, dude. Sean Clifford's been there for twenty years too. Yeah, they jumped up eight spots. Yeah, they they beat they barely beat Purdue week one because Purdue doesn't have a run game, and so they couldn't milk the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you dropped a team the next week because you have to play some bum teams eventually. Um, yeah, I yeah, think Ohio. They beat Ohio by thirty six, and then you. I mean, you did kill Auburn. I mean, I'm not even gonna lie, you killed Auburn. Yeah, but is all killing Auburn an Auburn team that's not very good worthy of an eight spot jump? No. Okay. I'm glad we agree on that. Cause Let's get to your that's team, man. Right. At number 16, the Ole Miss Rebels. Underrated. After beating three shit teams, or 3-0, and they're No, 16. we're just getting slept on. Like, at the end of the day, you can't tell me it's not impressive that we have 129 to 13 combined you, games. You told me last week that Mississippi State's going to finish above Ole Miss. Oh, and I, I, I can't believe I said that because – Mississippi State fell on their face this week against LSU, which I'm mad about. You literally said that five days ago. Oh, and, I, and I'm mad at myself for even saying it. Y'all saw how y'all y'all saw how much it took just for me to get the words out of my mouth. Okay, that's valid. But like, that's valid. Ole Miss is underrated, and I, I'm fine with us being underrated. But give we, me your, your okay. So I, we've been through your, your first four games. Give me the last um, the last several. So this week we have Tulsa at home. Uh, then we have Kentucky at home, then at Vanderbilt, home against Auburn, at LSU, at A&M, home against Bama, Wait, so at Arkansas. 
All right, so Kentucky, Vandy, Auburn. Kentucky, Vandy, Auburn, LSU. LSU. A&M. A&M. Bye week, Bama, Arkansas State. Okay, so you're going to go into the Kentucky game for now. Beat the shit out of Kentucky, and I can't wait till it happens. <laughs> and then Will Levis, a guy who you've crucified, is going to go into Oxford and rip the soul out, so it'd be 4-1 and one after that. Stop it. Stop it. You can't even Dude, you can't, can't even say you I believe that. You can't even say you believe that. Will Levis has thrown three interceptions against Youngstown wait. State. What do you think he does against real D one athletes? They went into the swamp and won. Because Anthony Richardson into, didn't know how to throw a football. I think they can go into Oxford and possibly get a win. I'm not saying they're going to win. Stay tuned for my pick next week. I don't even like I Jackson Dart, but he can at least throw the ball. I think Kentucky I think Will Levis is better than Jackson Dart. Let's be real. Jackson Dart don't turn the ball over like that. Oh, my God, dude. Jackson Dart, a guy you've been t- bitching to me about for four weeks if now. You, if, you, if, you, if you put a gun to my head and said you have to pick between Jackson Dart and Will Levis to lead Ole Miss, I'd pick Jackson Dart. And I'd do it I'd pick right the now. mayonnaise eating full and Will Levis. No, I can't do it. He threw three interceptions against D3 athletes in Youngstown State. What do you think he's going to do against D1 athletes? Would you take – Jackson Dart over Anthony Richardson. <laughs> In a heartbeat. That dude, he can't throw. Smoking dick. He can't throw. Jack, he is throwing at like 30% completion percentage right now. Would you take Jackson Dart over Mike Wright from Vandy? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on. Shout out Vandy. They're 3-1 and one right now, and they're 40-point underdogs to Alabama this week. Can't wait. <laughs> okay, so – you finish with Auburn, LSU, A&M, Bama, Arkansas State. So and there's a bye week in between A&M and Bama, which should be helpful. How many wins do you see? I can see almost getting back to 10 wins. Back-to-back years, 10 wins. Is this the same person I was talking to last week? What What is this? You go this to Georgia thing. Tech and win, and this is a completely no. different human. Obviously, I was not very high on my team. We still don't know our quarterback, but we'll know it going into Kentucky. And you think with the back half of your schedule with LSU, A&M, Bama, Arkansas, and Mississippi State, you're getting 10 wins. You tell me out of that out of that thing who you're truly scared of. They could lose to Kentucky. They could. All right, we'll say it. I, I'm, I'll, I'll agree. We could lose to Kentucky. They, they could lose to LSU. We could. They could lose to A&M. We could. They could lose. We beat both of those teams by they a combined could, score they, of 60 to 13 last year. They could, and they will lose to Alabama. That, that'll happen. We're losing. They could lose to Arkansas. And we probably will. They still could lose to Mississippi State. That is a rivalry. We, we Yeah, we have we do have Mike Leach's number right now, though. That is six could losses. Let's half that. Three. That's All right, so that's nine minutes. and three. Yeah, that's not ten But minutes. at the end of the day. But I can, think they lose four out of those six. How? LSU is dog shit. Auburn, dog shit. A&M. I, Auburn was not on that list. Okay. Oh, you, okay. my bad. I you, didn't realize you, you didn't put LSU. Pick A&M's dog shit. I think you at least lose to LSU, Kentucky, or A&M. No. You can't, you can't even tell me you see a world where that all, like one of those threes happened. You just told me. I said they could. I said maybe to Kentucky. I haven't agreed to. L- I haven't agreed to LSU or A and M. So out yet. of those three, you think Ole Miss beats LSU, A and M, and Kentucky? All three of them. I think it can happen. Okay. If we're going over the top, if we're going truly over the top, Ole Miss literally has two running backs who are in the top fifteen right now in rushing yards. Granted, we have played bumps, so we will take that with a grain of salt. Our rushing attack is awesome, so we don't even have to rely on a quarterback who has numerous weapons 
on the outside to throw it to. Jackson Darsh is struggling a little bit, but he's not. I don't even know if he's the quarterback yet because Lane Kiffin wanted to be vanilla again and say we still so have a quarterback. So a team battle. where you don't, you're not even sure who your quarterback is is going to have a ten win season. I'm of the belief that he knows who his quarterback is, but he's just telling the media that so that all these teams can't prepare for the actual quarterback. That's what I'm. Yeah, believing. but you as a fan have have wanted the guy that's not been playing. Yeah. But I do think their underlying is shoulder injury. I think he actually has a legit shoulder Matt injury. Matt Corral it would run circles around both those quarterbacks, and they got 10 wins last year. I 1,000% believe that. I do, too. You I realize don't think, one of the losses I, we had last year was is, to Auburn. I, the team last year compared to the team this year, the team last year was no doubt a 10-win team, and they did that. This is 8-4. and four. This defense this year would run circles around the defense from last year. Uh, how how do you know that playing Troy Central Arkansas and Georgia Tech? Because we're literally playing like fifty guys at a time, and we're still not giving up any points. Okay, well we'll see. So you you, you believe you're you're. I truly right be, I truly seat. believe we can get nine to ten wins. Nine to ten wins. Okay, now it's nine. Well, I, I said nine to ten, but it, I think we can get ten. Okay, I think we can get ten because right, we'll Mississippi State showed their true colors this week, and I was mad about it. <laughs> You're not going to get under my skin of Mississippi State talk. You know I don't They care. showed their true colors. For you, those of you that don't know, I went to Mississippi State. His huge I'm a Tennessee, Tennessee fan, man. though. Yeah. But Mississippi State showed their true colors, and Mike Leach can't beat them. I was can't not beat Lane surprised Kiffin. at all. I was mad. What are they doing? They had LSU. LSU should not win a game with Brian Kelly's fake country accent. It's so good to be an LSU Tiger. Me and my family. Me and my family. I don't even know someone who talks like that. And I've lived I in the no South my entire life. Same. And yeah. And we went to Mississippi State, Literally. which is like Hicktown yeah, galore. Absolutely. So like you know good and well. Ain't nobody talking like that down no. there. But I I think that I think of the teams you just put on there, the only team that I don't think is and I'm not even gonna say that. Alabama looked beatable against Texas, who you can argue all day if Texas is a great team or not. Look, but okay. what? No. Get it out. What? Go ahead. Every team has some weakness in the SEC right now. And the Ole Miss Rebels, it happens to be the quarterback position. It does happen to be our quarterback. But the I most think, crucial position Hey, but guess what? Football. If you have three running backs who can all be a 1,000-yard rushers, it doesn't hurt. It, you don't have to have somebody back there good enough well, to just hand the ball to them. You play Troy, Central Arkansas, and Georgia Tech. I think they can be a 1,000-yard rushers. Well, damn. I mean – I'm just saying – It's not – I didn't the make brakes. the schedule. I'm I didn't say, make I the know, schedule. that's fine. I'm just saying pump the brakes on the 10-win thing. That's all I'm saying. All right, Mr. Tennessee fan, let's do let, Hold on, let's play devil's advocate real quick. Let's play it. What What do you think your record's going to be? You know how a realistic fan I am. Yeah, I know. I think I'd be happy with nine. Nine? Okay. Yeah, Florida, who you just said y'all haven't beaten 16 of the last 17. Is that what you said? Yeah. Was the 17. But was, we, we are double digit I, I understand that. Was the 17th one the one that uh, the Hail Mary Butch Jones year? No, that was against That was Georgia. Georgia. But the 17th one, we were down by 20, and Josh Dobbs and Alvin Kamara had something to say about it. I do remember that game. That was actually – that was like, a great game. And Butch Jones managed to win eight eight games with yeah, fucking yeah, Alvin Yeah, Sorry, Kamara. sorry. I don't want to get you on that. Sorry. At LSU – so this is your these are your next games. I'm just going in order. Home against t- Florida, 10-point favors. Uh, all right. Who knows what Anthony Richardson's coming out because he's trick-or-treat right now. He might turn back into Cinderella. We don't okay. know. But he's a pumpkin right now because okay. they almost lost to Central Fl- – or South Florida. Sorry, not South, Central Florida. South Florida. At LSU, you just told me that Ole Miss might lose to LSU. So, you, are you going to say that that could be a possible loss? Sure. <laughs> Home against Bama. Okay, so Bama, LSU. I think UT Martin. I that's think, the that's I the equivalent lose, of Central Arkansas. We lose to Bama and Georgia for sure. Then you have Kentucky but at I, home. I easily see a world where we beat Florida and LSU. I see that. 
Oh, I can see that too. Yeah, I'm not saying you could can't. be ten wins, but not if we split them nine nine wins. Yeah, I think we split no, LSU and Florida. I think y'all are easily nine it's wins, fine. and I'm not gonna lie. It's I right. said nine wins when I saw y'all's over under was at six and a half going into this year. And then I looked at your schedule, and I'm like, the only teams you can really lose to automatically are Georgia and Bama. So that's that's ten wins if you just lose those two. So having it at six and a half or seven and a half, whatever. Las Vegas had it at was outrageous. I'm, I can see as nine a Tennessee wins. fan, I know my team will either lose to LSU or Florida. Nine wins. Huh? See, the, the the foot is just touching the brake pedal. My it's foot. I'm telling you right now. Look, look, look. There were ESPN analysts talking about my Ole Miss Rebels. You heard me last week. You literally said, "Is this the same guy that well, I was talking to last week?" It is. But I had there were ESPN but guys. Then they go to Atlanta and beat Georgia Tech, and now. It was the way we beat Georgia Tech. Okay. Georgia Tech, do you remember week one? Georgia Tech took Clemson. Clemson's to, not good. Clemson's, not Clemson's good. number four. They're five. Five, sorry. Five, five. Sorry. They're not good. All right. Who how many, went, how who many wins do you think Georgia Tech has? I say three. Oh, I don't know. Georgia Tech shouldn't even have that head coach anymore. I don't know why they've kept yeah. him. But that's beside the point. It's They kept sitting there talking. They were like, I'm going to take the under on every Ole Miss game. And they're like, what? Ole Miss scores points. They're like, Ole Miss does, but they don't give up points. 129 to 13 is a real statistic right now. Our defense is actually playing really well. I understand it's against Troy. Troy just went out and – here we go. Hold on. Appalachian State gave up 14 points and 186 yards to Texas A&M. Troy puts up 30 points and has them beat. Unless other than a until the hail mary, just coming off a mega emotional win at A and M, they had all the pressure and festivities of game day. Yes, I think they it was. So, but, but is Troy not a good football you, team? How do you beat A and M and walk around campus and seriously and almost practice a, for Troy? I don't know, but I'm just saying you're saying Troy's not a good football team. So, but they almost They're beat not. the team that just beat A and M. I don't think Appalachian State are they. Even we're about in to the hold on. We're about we're about to play. No? We're about to play the game that Memphis Tigers fans always play. They beat Ole Miss, then Ole Miss beats Alabama. So they're like, I guess that means we beat Alabama. Yeah, but I'm not a Tigers fan. I don't. Feel no, that I'm not way. either. Neither yeah. of us are. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I'm playing that right now. But like, Troy's not a bad football team. They actually play in a real conference. They're not Power Five, but they they are D one. We're gonna find out about Ole Miss when they finish out with Kentucky, Auburn, LSU, A and M, Bama, Arkansas State. I I haven't. I'm not saying Ole Miss is bad. I don't think that at all. I'm just saying I don't fucking know after the first three. No, I just think our defense is actually legit. We have a lot of transfers, so we have a lot of veteran guys on this team. It's like basketball. You see all the veteran teams that sneak in and then they have like sweet 16 runs. We have a really veteran team. The quarterback situation is obviously concerning, but you have a Tulsa team so you who is number one in passing right now, so our defense will get tested a little bit in the passing because these other three teams have run it more than they've passed. So like we'll get tested in the run or the pass game this week, so we'll get to see. But I do think that Ole Miss is definitely a little underrated because especially when watching SEC Network at night and they're sitting there saying, "Are we actually ready to talk about Ole Miss potentially being the top a top five team in the SEC right now?" I think that's bullcrap. I'm sorry. Why are you just now willing to put Ole Miss in the top five? Coming in at number seventeen, Baylor overrated or underrated? Probably a little overrated. Their offense is garbage. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> My Ole Miss fans will be here for the entire year. Just, just wait it. till we lose. Just it. wait till we lose. I love it. I wish we played this year. I don't. God, my quarterback, my coach wouldn't make it out alive. Washington, 18, overrated or underrated. <laughs> they uh, they drubbed they, Michigan State. Yeah, they did. 
Michigan State. Yeah, and I said good. wrong team favored in yeah. the Michigan State game. Yeah, uh, did. I was definitely wrong. I don't know. Washington, they have Michael Penix. BYU, yeah, I'm excited about Big Penix, man. Shout out, Michael. I think Penix. they're, I think they're, I think they're where they should be. I agree. Uh, BYU, I think a little bit overrated. A little bit team. overrated. Florida, overrated. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm scared of shit. No, say it. Say it. No, Do it. I'm not Do gonna it. say anything. We we. Wake, Wake Forest overrated at 21, in my opinion, because I mean, this is a team that struggled with Vandy a couple of weeks ago. So I'm still sick on that. Was it Vandy? Did they, they Wake Forest played Vandy. Vandy. Yeah, but they killed them. They killed them. I mean, Vandy had points in that game. I think it was they. 45 to 25, and half those points were uh, garbage. Mike Wright went up and down the field on them. Oh, they weren't garbage. They didn't have 15 points in the second half. Yeah. I'm not. I think I think Wake Forest was also in the trap game scenario with Liberty. They were sitting there like Liberty's playing their third string quarterback. Um, Hugh Freeze finding a way, man. Hugh Freeze always finds a way. It when in doubt if they're that big of underdogs, take Hugh Freeze. But they got Clemson at home this week, so we'll we'll get to see if it's gonna be a good game. I, I think it will be too. And please, Wake Forest beat them. Texas <laughs> at 22. How you feeling? I, I'm. I think Texas is. Texas dominated UTSA, who I think is a good football team this week. UTSA hung around. I was, hung I was around for a little for bit. B. Yeah. John Robinson is an animal. He so. is, man. He is, man. A&M at 23. Whatever. Meh. Pittsburgh at 24. They're probably right where they should be. Yeah. Miami at 25. All right, I'm uh, fine. They were overrated to begin with, but they dropped 12 for losing to Texas A&M on the that road. That is the biggest drop. Just so you all know, the biggest drop in the AP poll is Miami, 12 spots. The highest leap is a team we talked about a little bit in Oregon at number 15. Yeah, Oregon Other teams receiving votes. Who do you want to guess had the most votes? Oh, I'm looking at it right now, but it's Michigan State. Yeah, it is. Michigan State had 91 votes. <laughs> Florida State. I like the Florida State one. I think Florida State should be – be in there, eighty-five votes, man. They're three yeah. zero. Shout out Mike Norvell. Man. They had a good game against Louisville too. My yeah. dad, my dad literally texted me. He was like, "One of the greatest football games I've watched in a long time." Yeah, that that was that Friday night, night game. They yeah. lost their quarterback uh, pretty early in that game. Held with it, beat Louisville. Mm. Good team. App State, seventy-seven votes. North Carolina's in there. That hail mary was absolutely incredible. I'm that is insane. <laughs> the fact that it took that though, like yeah. Appalachian State definitely got caught awesome. a little bit. Dude, what uh, about Kansas, man? Receiving some votes. Let's go, Kansas. Not a basketball school anymore. Syracuse getting seven votes. Syracuse screwed me this week because I had Purdue. Also, did you see the end of that game? No, I did not. Dude, Purdue literally went down and scored. Got two personal foul, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. So they're kicking from their ten. They kick the ball. The dude gets the ball like to the fifty. They run man coverage. He throws a touch. Garrett Schrader. Throws no a touchdown shot. pass to win the game. Literally how the game ended. I was so mad. I was so mad because they scored with like 50 seconds left. And I was like, there's no way they come back. And then I turned the game on and they've lost. I was like, what just happened here? Yeah, Garrett Schrader. I know you know who Garrett Schrader is. Never heard of him. I know you know who he is. He sat behind me in uh, macroeconomics my first semester at Mississippi I'll State. I'll take uh, Will Rogers. I would take Will Rogers in RB2 even though he choked. <laughs> funny all right let's get into cbs's nba top 100 players man training camp starts so very soon bro preseason is less than two weeks away man (laughs) no dude we're only 20 games 20 days away or something like that from game one yeah 11 days from the start of the preseason 10 by the time you're watching this so nba is right around the corner man our our, uh our og Basketball fans watching this. My boy is going to be out there saucing some people. I'm ready for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Do you think Russell Westbrook made the top 100 list? And if he did, what number would you guess? No, he didn't. Did he? Yes. He did? Yes. Don't they release it? Did they release all 100? Yeah. Oh, shoot. So, uh... No, don't pull it up. What I'm number not allowed to pull you, it up. What number do you think Russell Westbrook was? The most polarizing player in the entire association last year. Made the NBA top 100 list. What is he 100? No. 85? No. Over or under? Over. 95? No. Over under. 95 is Joe Harris. And number 100. Joe Harris? He had played in two years. <laughs> number 100 was Grant Williams. Shout out, Shout out Grant Williams. He had one good game, and he got a 100. Uh, over under 95, though. Uh, I can't give you that. Give it away. 96. No. 94. 96 is Norman Powell. 94 is Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, 99. That's Christian Wood, man. New Dallas Maverick. Dang. He kind of low. Uh, 98. Russell Westbrook. Westbrook barely creeps into our top 100. And even that is purely a statistical recognition. The guy averaged 18. How many times I've heard that in my conversation? But he averaged 18, 7, and 7, bro. But he looked look bad. Look at his efficiency, dog. Is one of the, Just it's the worst three point shooter in the entire league. I think he has a better season. I, no, I, he has to. There's no. You can only go up from that Facts, season. Bro. You can only go up from that season. Where's your boy Colin Sexton at, man? Is he not on it? He is. Oh, let's go. 75. No. Over. 80. Uh, no. You're not giving me over-under on that one? 84. Over. Dang, 85. Over. 86. Over. Sleeping. Uh, 88. Over. 91. Over. <laughs> oh, God, I'm bad at this game. Uh, 92. Yeah, Colin Texan, Utah Jazz. Dang. Just wait till he averages Utah 30. Utah Jazz, worst offseason in the entire association. What a shame. Not the worst, the best. Okay. Competing with Sam Presti, they're going to turn that table around. Let's get some honorable mentions here. Uh-oh. Chris Stapps, 85. Luke wins door at 86. Keep scrolling. We're going to work our way to the top 10. MPJ, where do you think he landed? These are fun to guess. 84? Are you having a good time doing yeah, this? Yeah, Because we can stop. Is he 84? Uh, no. He's a uh, – how do you want to say it? He's – under. Oh. Under. Uh, 80. Under. 75. Under. Whoa. Okay, that's a little. They're high on MPJ, man. Coming back from a major injury. I haven't seen 70? Him. Under. 69. CBS smoking that good, good. 69. Under. Nice. 65? Under. He's not. 65's Al Horford, by the way. 60? Over. 62. Over. 63. Over. All right, damn. 64. MPJ is 64. <laughs> Kyle Lowry, 66. Just a touch on the 60s. Jeremy Grant, 67. John Collins, your boy, at 68. I'm going to rain. They got MPJ over. That's that's yeah, kind of high. Bro. Ben Simmons, another guy off a major injury. You want to guess where he is? 50. Under. Oh, Lord. They're uh, high on these injury prone players. 54 man. or 44? Uh, under. 40. He can't be under 40. Over. Okay. 44. Under. 43. Uh, 40 what? 43. <laughs> you tried to split that one. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know which one I wanted to say. 42. <laughs> yeah, he's 42. Yes. Would, do you, would you rank DeJounte Murray over Ben Simmons? Yeah. 
I would too. I think Deshante Murray is better than Ben Simmons at this point. Yeah, he can somewhat shoot the ball. <laughs> somewhat. I, I, I gotta make sure I say somewhat. I agree. And he's a good teammate because he actually plays basketball. Sorry, Ben Simmons. So CBS has Cade Cunningham below Andrew Wiggins. Do you agree with this? You mean like so? So Cade Cunningham's number forty-seven. Andrew Wiggins is number forty-three on the top one hundred NBA players. I'm fine with that. Cade, I think Cade Cunningham is better that, than Andrew Wiggins. I think he is, but you. I think we can't like discount how good Wiggins was in the playoffs last year. He like, was good. He Kate was Cunningham's good. going into his second year, and he yes, he had a good rookie season, but like... Kate's numbers were better in his rookie year. I don't know. Like, but like, Andrew Wiggins was in the NBA Finals clamping up Jason Tatum, making him look like a little little kid. But he was... I'm not and all-star, all-star starter, As Andrew Wiggins. Fan, this is absolutely disgusting, man. Desmond Bain's numbers. Desmond Bain's numbers were better than him, but I'm saying I'd put Desmond Bain. In the would you put game. Desmond Bain above Kate Cunningham? Oh, there we go. Come on. Look at the shirt you're wearing. You wouldn't put Desmond Bain above Kate Cunningham? Dude, Kate Cunningham is going to be one of the best players in the entire league. Oh, yeah. He's going to be in the running for most improved because, I mean – he can I can I mean, he's got awesome. I think Desmond Bain right now is a better player. Exactly. I think Andrew Wiggins right now is a better player. I don't think so. I think I think that's fine. I'm fine with that being. That's why I asked what like do you think our boy right. uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is, man. He's got to be at least top 25. <laughs> that might be a little high. Top 25? No. God no. Come really? On. No. He's all defensive play all defensive first team. Yeah, but he's not in the top he's not a top 25 NBA player. In the league, I don't think. He's he's under. Or he's over. Whatever. He's 30? Over. 35. Over. 40. Over. All right, no, that's bullshit. He is not over 40. CBS I is full of shit. Over. He is over. He better not be over 50. Jaron Jackson comes in at 46, man. Right above Kate Cunningham, a guy we were just talking about at 47. So is Bane over him? I'm trying to find Bane right now, honestly. My search shit's not working. Actually, I just found him. Where do you think Bain is? He's 55. He's below Kate Cunningham. So you thought I was crazy for sitting here thinking, man. I'm telling you. People aren't as high. I was number two in three-point shooting last year. By the way, I want to touch on the Robert Williams uh, shit real quick. He is out four to six weeks. He's having a knee procedure. He's probably going to miss the start of the year. This is so bad for a guy that – has been injury prone and so crucial to the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I hate that. Him and Jaron are kind of in the same boat. You're just like, God, you're so good for your team. So, like, they can't afford to lose you exactly. altogether, but you just being injured as much as you are. Him and Miles Turner, too. He, um, Rob was my pick for the defense player of the year. Yeah. Early I mean, he, pick, he yeah. truly changes the way the Boston Celtics can play defense because he's just that good. He's that versatile. For them to be a contender again, Robert Williams has to be there. there. He has has to to be be there. there. So if this helps him in the long run stay healthier, I'm all for it. But if it's one of those kind of like, uh-oh, he's getting another surgery again, like that sort of a thing, then that scares me a little bit more. Let's get into the top 25. Three guys not in there. Kyrie Irving, DeMar DeRozan. Okay, that's blasphemous. Anthony Edwards, Bradley Beal. They have Gobert ranked above all the players I just named. Jesus. Jimmy Butler did not make it. He's 28. Brandon Ingram did not make the top 25. He's 27. Zach Levine right outside at 26. Hold on. You mean to tell me Jimmy Butler's below Brandon Ingram and Zach Levine? Yes, and Jimmy Butler's also below Drew Holiday. 
This is who? This is hold on. CBS, this is who's top twenty? CBS. Apparently, Chris Middleton's better than Demar Derozan, a second-team All NBA player last year. And Jimmy Butler, and team Kyrie that literally Irving. played forty-eight minutes of a basketball game and almost. CBS. I'm not saying this is a trash list, but this is a trash list, man. I, I, it comes with the territory. You put out a top 100 NBA, we're gonna argue with you, dog. Yeah, this is bad. I'm not even looking at it, so I can't even see their arguments for it. But this is bad. You want to see the argument for Drew Holiday? Yeah, give it to me. Holiday finished seventh. <laughs> this is the first thing. Holiday finished seventh. Not top five, not even top three, seventh in defensive player of the year voting last season and made an all-defensive team for the first time in his career. That's his. Was Jaron not four? Wasn't Jaron number four? I think Jaron was number four, but I'm looking more at like Kyrie Irving or DeMar DeRozan, who literally damn near won the scoring title last year. That's who I was looking at. But. Yeah, but uh, like if that's their argument, you're telling me that the guy who's number four and finished on an all-NBA first team, he's 40 spots below that? Mm-hmm. Guess where Sir John Moran is, 12. What do you think 12 is, man? Is he 12? He's 12. <laughs> that's, that's good. All right, let's get into the top 20 now. So 25, Drew Holiday. 24, Pascal Siakam. 23, Chris Middleton. 22, New Cavs shooting guard Donovan Mitchell. 21 uh, is James Harden. Number 20 is your favorite player, Carl Anthony Towns. LOL. We in Minnesota now. So, uh... Cat is ranked above Donovan Mitchell. Interesting. Um, Interesting. And Jalen Brown comes in at number 19. What do you think Zion is, Doug? He better not be in the top 18. Is he 18? No. Is he in the top 15? No. Okay. I'm not opposed to that. They're Anthony Davis above Zion. Interesting. I think they're both coming off injury, so I, I'm not mad at it. But Zion's 17, 80, 16. Ugh. Devin Booker, 15. Trey Young. So now we're talking about guys that did not make the top 10 going into next year. Devin Booker, 15. Trey Young, 14. 13 is Damian Lillard. And 12 is 12. John Morant, number 11. The first guy outside of the top 10 is Paul George. So I'm now. About some of those because some of those are like coming off injuries and stuff like that. But like. I'm interested to see this top ten now, seeing as they their arguments are literally like arguing between people from fifty range and the top twenty five range. So let's see what the top ten is. Well, uh my uh download fucked up. I can't see number ten, so that's <laughs> unfortunate. So guess the top nine, man. Guess the top nine. All right, uh, I'm gonna start from You can one. start from one, yeah. Yeah. Uh Giannis. Giannis is number one. Uh Jokic at two? No. LeBron. No. Real. Uh, so you got Giannis at number one. Giannis. Is oh, the best Steph. Player. Steph's number two. My bad, Steph. That's my bad. Warriors fans. Uh, Steph at two. Uh, Jokic at three. Nope. Really? They ain't got the back-to-back MVP. Mm-hmm. LeBron. Uh. Uh-uh. Joel. Nope. Kevin Durant. Yes, your top three is Kevin Durant <laughs> at three, Steph Curry at two, and Giannis at one. Four has got to be Jokic. Four is Jokic. Five is LeBron. Five is not LeBron. Joel Embiid. Five is not LeBron. Or Joel? Nope. It's a Kawhi. Nope. Damn, who is it? Who am I missing? You haven't named Chris I Paul yet. I wrote about this guy in an article last week. Oh, Luca. Yeah, my bad. That, that's also my bad. Dallas Mavericks fans. I forgot about Luca. <laughs> He's Jake. That's my bad. J- 
Joel next. Joe's next at number six. So LeBron seven. LeBron Kawhi seven. eight. Interesting. Kawhi eight. Uh, nine. Who am I missing? Coming off the finals run, man. Oh, JT. Yeah, JT. Okay, hell nine. yeah. Who's, so, would ten be Chris Paul? I get. Uh, surely not. There's no way they put Chris Paul that high. I just didn't hear you say. They would have put him above Devin Booker. Devin Booker's at fifteen. Your boy Darius Garland's at thirty-seven. CJ McCollum at thirty-nine. Interesting. Here, let me see if I can pull it up. Now that I know it's CBS's top one hundred. Yeah. See, he didn't tell me that. So do you I do you I have any cheat. debate that Giannis is the best player in basketball? No, Giannis is the best player in I, basketball. I wholeheartedly agree. I don't feel any the top of the list. I have no. I'm indifferent about man. I yeah, just, and that's kind of the thing. Like the top of the list can be argued in certain trouble, ways, yeah. but I I'm, mean, I'm not. I'm not tripping about. Now it. the back the back eighty of their list needs to be talked about because it's p- pretty pitiful. Our boy Dylan Brooks comes in at uh, eighty three. By the way, um, shout out Dylan. Uh, Am- Anthony Simons at eighty. Um, Let's see. I'm still looking for Chris Paul, though. Um, well, I can look at number 10 first. Michael Porter's really high. My word. Numero 10 what is... is this, what is the ceiling for the Atlanta Hawks? <laughs> I don't think they got better than some of the teams around them, if that makes sense. Like, I feel what, like... What's the highest seed you could, like, see them get in? Eight? Again? Damn, eight. I mean, there's dude. The East is awesome. Oh, I agree. I could see them getting six. I could see them getting six. I mean, it's gonna be tough. Who do you think wins a scoring title this year? Scoring title. Uh. <laughs> Go ahead. Without Jaron Jackson Jr. Twelve. Okay. You know I can pick John Morant. I mean, I'll pick John Morant. I'm just going to be different, man. I'm going to go Braun again. He damn near won it last year. He's going to have to be Superman. Yeah. He's, LeBron's going to have to be Superman for the Los Angeles Lakers. I, I think LeBron wins a scoring title. That's just my opinion. Also, who, who do you think is at number 10? You asked, You said his name unintentionally, naming his teammate. Oh, uh, it's not Jalen Brown because he was 19. Uh-uh. Who'd they beat? Oh, uh, is it uh somebody on the Warriors is number uh, ten? Oh, you talking about it's not Jimmy. No, it's Jimmy. You said you said Jimmy for Bam. Bam's the one outside the top twenty five. It's Jimmy at number ten. Oh <laughs> shit. My fault. Yeah. You I was good? Like, yeah, that was crazy. Chris Paul's at eighteen, by yeah, the way. Jimmy at ten makes so much more sense. My God. Yeah, Chris My Paul's fault, at eighteen, yeah. right in between. Yeah, they should for those of you who don't know, I have to like I can't be on like the internet and shit when I'm trying to record a podcast. So <laughs> I have to download these web pages, and some shit cuts out sometimes. Ain't no worries. But doesn't cut out is that Ole Miss is not winning ten games this year. All right, if Ole Miss wins ten games, remember when he said that. Just remember that. I'm I can see us going. I can see us Does going. Does Tennessee or Ole Miss win more games? Tennessee probably gets. I mean, y'all don't have to play that schedule. Y'all get Georgia and Bama. Yeah, I'd love to play South Carolina and Vanderbilt. <laughs> I mean, we do get to play yeah, Vanderbilt, play but, Vandy. but I'd love to yep. get to play Florida. You still haven't answered my question. I think they're probably in the same record. <laughs> okay, <dude. laughs> I'm not. I'm not giving you the bone. I won't give I you the bone. Not. I know you're not. I won't do it. 
I won't do it. I refuse. Also, DeMar DeRozan at 33 is blasphemous. Uh, that's what I said, man. And did you see where Gobert was? He was like 26. I can't. I can't even talk about Gobert. I've spent so much time talking about that bum. <laughs> where do you think Minnesota? What's their ceiling? Into the uh, are you talking? You want me to give you a seed, or you want me to give where they bounce out of the first round uh, we, or second we round? We both agree they're bouncing out of the first round, but the seed. They're, they're going to be a really good regular season team, so I'm going to say five. I agree, man. Um, but they could probably be higher than that, but just because Rudy Gobert's teams always look incredible regular season, but. That's just going to be a weird-looking team. I just don't know how I feel about it yet. It I need to see strange. that on the court. It is going to be strange for sure. All right, well, that's a wrap on today's pod. On Friday, we're going to be predicting every NFL game on that Sunday. We're also going to give our best picks for the college football weekend as well. And, of course, we're going to touch on all things NBA as this season is getting ready to start. NBA is going to continue to be our North Star, but right now is football season, baby, so we're <laughs> going to keep keep on kicking it. Talking about football, but Coop, I hope you have a great night, my friend. Yes, sir. You too. Hotty toddy. Go Big Orange.